like I mentioned, Crumble's a very tech forward company and uh, we actually built our own point of sale wow. that, that all the stores use. It's, it uses Stripe as our merchant processor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we built it ourselves. We How did that happen? <laughs> is the founder a tech person? He is, yeah. So uh, Jason uh, comes from a tech background and he saw the amount that our franchise partners were spending on Square because originally we were on Square. The costs associated with that, the some of the, the fat in the program that we were paying for that we never used, uh, as well as some shortcomings in other areas. And he's like, we can, we can do this better. This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast was recorded at the Oracle NetSuite Suite World Conference in September of 2022. To learn more about NetSuite and the Suite World Conference, visit netsuitesuiteworld.com. Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast. We are recording in Las Vegas at Sweet World, and I am Blake Oliver. And I'm David Leary. And we have a special guest today, Mike Card. Hi. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks. Yeah, happy to be here. Your LinkedIn says, Accounting for Cookies. (laughs) Yes, it does. That's my favorite LinkedIn subtitle (laughs) I think I've seen yet. Tell me, why Accounting for Cookies? Yeah, Basically, the last five years of my life have been about cookies. Uh, it's been a lot of a lot of interesting conversations around cookies. So I thought it was an appropriate title. And that's because you're at Crumble. I am at Crumble. Yes, I am the VP of Finance over at Crumble, and I've been working with Crumble since they started. Okay, so I have not had a Crumble cookie, but my daughter is like obsessed. She's like, "You got to have a Crumble cookie." <laughs> and now, am I summarizing the concept correctly? Or you kind of make the cookies extra thick, and then at the point of sale or the point of purchase, you guys crumble them or break them and I buy crumbles? No. Is this how it works? No. 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 I've completely stole concept. Okay. I was like, it's an amazing business model. They're selling broken cookies. Okay. All right. That's an interesting idea. I'll bring that up with R&D. But uh, no, no, no. It's just, uh, yeah, just amazing gourmet cookies. Um, the the fun thing is you get to uh, you get to check every week what the cookies are going to be. We have a wide variety and it's on a rotating menu. So if your cookie's up, you better buy it because it might not be around for even up to a year. Limited edition cookies. Basically, yeah. Okay. And so before we get into NetSuite and all this other talk, which is the main reason we want to talk to you yeah. and how Crumble's using NetSuite, but you have a you're a bookkeeper, you had your own bookkeeping firm, mm-hmm. you had uh, you got into tax and accounting, mm-hmm. uh, you worked you know, for years, but like, doing that. And so now is this like the peak of your life? Like, like, is that all downhill now after this, if since you're working for a cookie company? I mean, definitely. I don't know if I would find an industry that would be more enjoyable, but that being said, uh, yeah, it, it, it's worked out really, really quite well. My goal was always outsource accounting services and then find a client that's doing something amazing and jump on board. And it, it worked out really well. So they were a client of yours first. Yeah. Okay. So tell us the truth. Like, yeah, yeah, they come to your house or the door and quite, they say, quite "Do my books." Yeah, quite literally. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the founders, um, it was a family practice. My mom and I. She had helped them with some tax stuff. She's more on the tax side and more managerial. She had helped them with some some tax stuff on a previous venture. So they stopped by and said, "Hey, we're going to start baking cookies. We need accounting done." Uh, we said, "Yeah, we can we can help with that." And it was pretty awesome. It kept growing, kept growing, kept growing. They started franchising. We started doing the accounting work for a lot of franchise partners. Our firm grew along with Crumble. And what were you doing the bookie beyond then? Um, so I we provided services for the franchisor, the, the corporate entity. And then we started providing bookkeeping services, tax services, payroll, uh, sales tax, all that fun stuff for all of the franchisees as well. 
and on, on NetSuite from day one, or were you oh, on no, no, QuickBooks Online? QuickBooks yeah. Online, okay, mm-hmm. got it. And uh, and so yeah, we were providing these services, and it kept growing, and our firm kept growing, and it was just this this wild ride. And then there came a point when Jason, the CEO, pulled me aside when I was at the office one day. I was working over there, and he pulls me aside. And he's like, "Hey, we need finance in house. We we need to be be serious about finance." And he asked me to come on as the controller, so I did, and uh, started as the controller. Continued working there. Uh, it was kind of a one-man show for about a year and a half, which was a pretty hectic year and a half of my life. Uh, at which point, uh, there was a title change. I brought a lot of people on board, and we, uh, yeah, we're we're rocking and rolling. So when you came on board um, full time in house, how how big was Crumble at that time? Oh, uh, came on like right before the major closures started. So uh, during the height of the pandemic. So I came on full-time in 2020. And at that point, oh, you're you're testing my memory. I don't remember exactly how many stores we were at at that point. I think we were in the mid 200s um, at that point. Okay, so that's a pretty decent size franchise or business mm-hmm. yeah, going we, on. We had a lot going on. Yeah. And then did you make the migration to NetSuite? Yes, yep. And yep. what was the breaking point? Why did you do yeah. it? Yeah. I think I got tired of having to use spreadsheets to do consolidations, and um, I was I was seeing the direction things were headed. Right, we were starting to get more involved in the supply chain process. We were looking at massively expanding what we were trying to accomplish, and the complexity of our entity structure was growing. And I was just, I knew we needed something that could last us for years, and so I started exploring, and we landed on Netsuite. So, what are you consolidating? What's the entity structure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So parent company holding uh, our franchising entity, a supply chain entity. We only have one corporate held store at this point. But as we continue to grow and expand, we're going to open a few more corporate stores. There's going to be other expansion opportunities that that come up. And the idea is that everything will live under that parent overarching company. And so being able to consolidate by uh, type of business, like consolidating all of the corporate store entities into a single financial statement for just for evaluation for analysis purposes but also obviously tax purposes we're rolling everything up we need some some clarity there so 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 what i love about i think you michael you're really the stereotypical listener of the cloud accounting podcast you you were doing bookkeeping coach online or zero and you you have that experience doing multiple businesses and then now boom you're doing the erp you're doing a full rollout like how did you a get the confidence to do that Right, um, because a lot of people get that imposter syndrome, like, oh, yeah. that's oh, it's it's that's it's too intimidating. I can't do that. Yeah. And then be like, how did you do it? Like, like once you got the confidence to do it. Yeah, yeah, no, great, great question. And uh, honestly, imposter syndrome is a real thing. There's there's a lot of that, but you come to realize that everyone is figuring it out. <laughs> everyone is figuring it out. So if you are willing to work hard you can pretty much do whatever you want. Uh, that's at least the realization I've made. I, I work hard and I'm willing to learn and I am not afraid to say I messed up and and admit that quickly. If you make a mistake, admit it quickly, work with the people you need to get it fixed, move on. Problems that fester, those, those will those will ruin you. I've seen that happen to to some people. So yeah, that that was kind of the mentality that I that I adopted as I was moving into this. The the question came down, hey, come on as a controller. I said, yeah, I think I can do that. Yeah. Make the move, leave the family practice. That was scary. That was that was hard, unexpected. My my mom was very supportive. That was, that was great. And then, uh, yeah, just every new day at, at Crumble, it seems, exercised that muscle for me of saying, 
I don't know how to do that right now, but I know I can figure it out. Trusting myself to, to be able to rely on resources that I had available to me and ask the right questions. And it's one thing led to another. And then when it comes to implementing the ERP, honestly, I relied pretty heavily on on my experience with QuickBooks Online, right? Because when you get really into QuickBooks, you'll notice where there's holes. You'll you'll be like, hey, wait, I want to be able to do this. I can't. And the more you work with businesses that are growing, you're going to start seeing those those walls pop up, right? And even ways th- there's ways to do some things in that system that you realize or or you feel like there's a better way to do it. So as I started hitting those walls, it gave me the the resources I needed to ask the right questions in the ERP process. And again, I just approached it accepting the fact that I don't know everything, but being quick to to fact check people as well. <laughs> I did a lot of fact checking against the salespeople as we were looking at ERPs. And uh, I don't know how much they actually enjoyed working with me, but it, it worked out. So so you're not, your in-depth knowledge of QuickBooks Online, of what it can and can't do, really set you up the right foot of what you're looking for in an ERP. Yeah. I mean, accounting software is accounting software, right? So I felt hyper confident with my experience in QuickBooks Online that I could look at an accounting software, you know, even a a much more robust one like NetSuite and say, okay, this is what it's missing, or this is what it has that I'm currently missing, or this is what I need to understand about how it works. Now, as far as all of the other aspects of an ERP, that's where I started seeing that I had blind spots, right? Um, And that's where the questions come in. But um yeah, I'm, I'm not afraid to just beat systems to, to a pulp, trying to make sure that I understand how they work. Uh, I break systems quite regularly in my processes. And that's, you know, learning happens at those points. And, and I love that. So where did you go to learn what you needed to know about ERP and NetSuite? Yeah, I mean, it starts with Google searches. Uh, I talked to a lot of people that I trust. I did I do have an awesome uh, series of mentors that I can refer to um, and ask questions to. Highly recommended to to anyone who's hoping to kind of follow a similar path. And and I was able to start bouncing things off of them. And really, almost more than anything, in a lot of instances, it just gave me the confidence that I needed to know that I am asking the right questions, right? And asking questions that you think sound dumb is not a bad idea. Uh, I did quite a bit of that during those few months while I was exploring ERPs, um, asking questions that felt super obvious, but it actually turned out to be extremely beneficial because either they'll explain it because it's an easy question and they're happy to answer easy questions. Salespeople love easy questions. So they'll answer easy questions all day long and you'll get the information you need. And if it's not an easy question, how they go about answering it, you'll learn a lot. You'll, You'll realize, oh, this is a possibly a weak point in the ERP, or this is a very complex aspect of the ERP, but if it's critical for me, I need to dig. So yeah, it's, it's just communication. It's interaction with, with those, those people that you get to work with and everyone's trying to do the right thing, right? Everyone's trying to help each other accomplish our goals. Salespeople, they're trying to get a sale, but if they make a bad sale, it's going to come back to them. We need a good product. If we're terrible to work with, we're not going to have a good experience with the product, right? So just trust that people are trying to work towards a common goal. Make sure you establish that goal. Things will go well. What else did you look at? Uh, As far as like ERPs? Yeah. Uh, We looked at Sage Intact, brief stint looking at SAP. And then I was told uh, that that was not the the direction to go. From what I saw, I, I, I could agree with that. Um, but yeah, it really came down because to- Because of the price? Yeah, the price and- um, 
Crumble's a very tech-forward company, and I think I probably would have given my CTO a heart attack if I told him that I wanted to use SAP. He did all... We had a very interesting conversation, even around NetSuite. Financial softwares are, generally speaking, a little bit slower on like the up-and-coming tech side. NetSuite does a pretty good job, but... um, but I had to help them understand, no, that there's, there's improvements in the system. You're not working with the original Oracle system here. You know, we, we have something that's a little bit better. But anyway, yeah, we looked at uh, Sage Intact. It was a cool solution. I think there was a lot of good. What it really came down to was, as I was asking them, can we do this? Can we do this? And I was like, I was way down the road at that point. I was like, how does it handle multi-subsidiary, multi-currency? You know, like I was trying to be as future looking as possible in my questions. Global empire of cookies. Exactly, right? We want to be the global cookie company. So um, the uh, the questions I was asking, Sage had many more instances where they said, we don't do that yet, or uh, we don't really support that. This is how you would work around that. Whereas NetSuite was very quick to say, yes, we can handle that, or we have a partner that can handle that, or we have an integration that can handle that. And that gave me the information I needed to know that NetSuite was the system that would would be the most future-proof for us. So that's that's where I went. So obviously you, you landed on NetSuite, you picked NetSuite. Can you paint a picture of what your app stack, your tech stack was before and where you're at now and kind of the timeline of that migration process? Yeah. Um, so before NetSuite, we had QuickBooks Online. We used Divi as our corporate card and spend solution um, and bill.com as payables. But Bill.com and NetSuite kind of happened around the same time. Those those came on board around the same time. And and honestly, more than anything, it was, we have an ERP, let's flesh out our processes. So like around the same time the ERP came online is when I started being able to hire more aggressively onto my team. So it's not really that we've replaced things on our tech stack, it's that our tech stack became fleshed out, right? Um, and it's still very much so in the process of being fleshed out. We're looking at, um, we're, we're using the, NetSuite's warehouse management solution, the WMS, but but we're actively exploring improved ways to approach AR and AP and procurement. Um, we're talking to a lot of vendors. That's why we're here. Is <laughs> really we're we're uh, working with as many vendors as we can to make sure we have a clear picture of what our options are. Who have you been visiting around the show? Oh floor? man, we've talked to. I think we've pretty much talked to everyone. <laughs> um, but but some major ones that we're looking at. We're looking at uh, Coupa as a potential solution for kind of a holistic approach to the whole procure all the way through pay process um really streamlining that that that's something we're exploring we've also looked at esker but they're not i don't think they're here i haven't seen esker but that, that's another one we're looking at kind of in that automation uh, and and more holistic process uh solutions i mean pay stand tesorio looking at some payroll stuff papaya is kind of intriguing papaya what do you use for payroll now we're on ADP. We're using their total source solution, uh, PEO, because we're growing so fast. Um, being able to have them deal with all of the regulatory stuff, <laughs> it's been very valuable. Um, so we went with the the more expensive option that got out of the way of our growth. And that is something that we've done on occasion. Honestly, we've made judgment calls like, hey, it's more expensive, but it gets out of our way. And we can just focus on what we're good at, which is franchising and making awesome cookies. So yeah. So uh, we've been asking NetSuite customers about what 
parts of the suite they're using. Yep. You know, how full suite ahead are you? <laughs> as that, that is the theme of this conference. Yeah, yeah. So you said you're using warehouse management, which is a NetSuite add-on. What else? Yeah, we're using the uh, fixed asset management module. We're using, I think, I don't remember what it's called. It's like advanced advanced accounting solutions. I don't know. We are very close to be using the revenue recognition module. Uh, and we also are actively building out the One World module uh, as we're moving into Canada. So, And uh, what what are the revenue recognition issues around cookies? Yeah, right? Uh, I'm trying to imagine that. It. It's actually much more around the franchising side. Uh, okay. The initial franchise the fee. fee. Yeah. Uh, the, the, okay. the initial purchase does have to be recognized over the life of the agreement. So yeah, it's, it's a small enough part of the business that we haven't used it yet, but we're getting to the point that it, it's a good thing to automate. Well, and if you sell cookies on a subscription at some point, then you're going to have to, you know? you know, the onboarding fee is going to have to be <laughs> amortized over Absolutely. the life of the customer. Absolutely. You know, that, that may very well come. So what do you use for e-commerce? Yeah. So like I mentioned, Crimble's a very tech-forward company, and uh, we actually built our own point of sale wow. that, that all the stores use. It's It uses Stripe as our merchant processor, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, we, we built it ourselves. We How did that happen? <laughs> is the founder a tech person? He is, yeah. So uh, Jason uh, comes from a tech background, and he saw the amount that our franchise partners were spending on Square, because originally we were on Square. The costs associated with that, the some of the the fat in the program that we were paying for that we never used, uh, as well as some shortcomings in other areas. And he's like, we can we can do this better. That's that's like if if there is a sentence that describes Jason McGowan, it's we can do this better. He looks at things in a way that other people don't, and it's so great. Um, so so he committed to it. We brought on uh, Bryce, who's our CTO. Um, and together they started building. So that is amazing. I, that, I, a, a, a cookie company that built its own point of sale system. Yep. I mean, hey, that's that's revenue recognition someday when you decide to license that out. <laughs> yeah. Shopkeep. For sure. Was built, he, uh, oh, Jason Richardson yeah. had wine shops and he couldn't get what he wanted. He built the first iPad point of sale. Really? And that was turned, uh, eventually became Shopkeep. Oh. But now this is interesting because you're up there and. Uh, Utah, mm -hmm. in this, uh, what do you call it, uh, Silicon Slopes. Yep, right? very, and very Divi's, close. Divi was there. There's yep. lots of startups there in that scene. Oh, okay. Is there an itch here, some part of your founders, where why don't we just spin out this point of sale as a standalone company? Uh, definitely a possibility. Definitely a possibility. And we've, we've been approached by a number of brands uh, asking to license the software, but we want to perfect it a little bit more and make sure that we have something that's truly unique and, and excellent before we start taking over that market as well. But um, does NetSuite have, have a point of sale in, in as part of the suite? You have the opportunity here. <laughs> yeah. well, and they could be truly sweet with, yeah. with Crumble. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, Evan would like that joke, I think. I hope. Uh, what hardware does it run on? iPads or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah all, all of our stores run iPads. Um, the kiosks are iPads, but there's, there's a lot of technology around. We actually have a very a very awesome dev team that has been doing a lot as far as gathering data and improving automation and functionality and consistency in our kitchen processes. So 
Yeah, there's there's more than just a few iPads involved. So you have iPads back in the kitchen too yep. for when people are making the cookies. Yeah, and... every cookie you have an iPad with you that walks you through every step of the process and quality uh, control. There, there's a lot of quality control. Interesting. Yeah. And so, do your franchisees make the cookies at their stores? Yeah. Every every store is a bakery. Raw ingredients are are brought in through Cisco, who's one of our partners. A few other smaller partners, but uh, primarily Cisco, and then we ourselves focus on those specialty items like the gummy sharks for shark week for example we we go about sourcing all of those because it happens once a year it's not realistic for us to to try and expect a third party to handle that well for us right. so we handle the the acquisition the bringing it all in and shipping it out to our franchise partners and that's that supply chain arm that triggers the warehouse management so if i wanted to open a crumble yeah like what's my buy-in as a franchisee yeah yeah um so the the initial franchise purchase um and i we're actually in talks about this right now and i don't actually know for sure what it's changed to but i believe it's 50,000 is is the licensing purchase mm -hmm. but a given store depending on where you're at obviously build out costs are going to vary but you can expect it to run you between 3 and 500,000 dollars to get fully up and running first week's inventory our stores cash flow very fast very very fast well the cost of goods is very low i you know i assume it's, it's a bakery business yeah. and the yeah. retail price is very very high very high, yes. for, very, very yes. high. Yeah. yes so so yeah no there's there's really good margin yeah. that's great yeah michael if people obviously they can go to crumble mm -hmm. at the website and order cookies and have them delivered and or they can curbside pick up and all these crazy options but what if somebody just wanted to talk to you our <laughs> listeners are like hey I have a client that maybe needs to make the next step or they want to just connect. Are you hiring? <laughs> yes, actually. Um, there you go. Kind of always uh, at Crumble and not not just in the finance uh, area, but actively I'm looking for uh, someone for corporate FP&A. We have kind of two arms of FP&A. We have our unit FP&A focused on store financial and performance, and then we have our, our corporate side. And looking for a staff accountant, pretty entry-level staff accountant uh, on our supply chain side. So okay, great. Well, we uh, have students yeah. that listen. Great. We have yeah. people who do FP&A that listen. So uh, yeah, if people that like cookies, <laughs> they have people that love cookies. I mean, go. I love I, who uh, doesn't, right? Yeah. Um, well, uh, if those folks who are listening want to, you know, find out about the jobs you've got available, where yeah. should they go? Uh, you can just go to our website. There's a, a section with job postings. There, we're on all of the major uh, job posting places. And uh, if you're in the area, you can always just stop by, say hi. We've got a merch store in our in our corporate offices and in Orem, mm -hmm. Utah. Oh, actually, we just recently moved. We are in uh, Pleasant Grove, Lin uh, Linden area. Um, yeah, we got we got enough space for us now, which is nice. And that website is crumblecookies.com. C R U M B L cookies.com. Correct. Mike Card. Thanks for joining us yeah, today. Yeah, this is great. A lot of fun. Appreciate it.